Hey everyone, it's Evelyn, your host of Now I Get It, today's entertainment business news in five minutes or less. My gosh, everyone, I'm so freaking excited to talk to you. So much has happened this week. Like literally every day I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to be talking about the podcast. Oh, no way. This is what I'm going to be talking. Oh, no way. Emergency new news. Well, listen, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about all three big topics that hit the media this week. Elon Musk getting closer to owning Twitter. No, seriously, like I think he will. And how I think this week has been actually a huge defining moment for the streaming wars, but in a bad way. By the end of this episode, you'll also be able to say, now I get it. So first on the docket, Elon Musk. Let's just get this one over with quick. Everyone, I really think this is going to happen. I know all the pundits and journalists who are doubters and haters said, oh, Elon, this Twitter takeover is just for fun. He doesn't actually have $43 billion in cash value, like cash holdings to buy Twitter. And until he gets the funding, this is all just one big joke. But what did I say in my last episode? Elon isn't buying Twitter to make money. He's a man of principle. And guess what? He got the money. <laughs> So on Thursday, Elon Musk announced that he secured commitments $46.5 billion that would allow him to bypass Twitter's board and go directly to the social media company's shareholders with his takeover bid. So where's this money coming from? Where all the haters said that he didn't have it? So Musk said that he would actually personally have $21 billion of equity for the deal. Uh, another $12.5 billion will come from margin loans from banks. Some of these banks include, oh, I don't know, banks you've heard of such as Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Barclays, and BMP Paribas. Even a poison pill didn't stop him. At the end of last week, Twitter said they would take measurements to basically create a poison pill if Elon Musk wanted to buy and take over the company. Business lesson time, what is a poison pill? A poison pill is basically a term for shareholder rights plan, which allows investors to buy shares of the company's stock at a discount. This dilutes the value of each share uh, during an unwanted hostile takeover. I literally feel like we're living in a real world succession. Someone joked on Twitter that Elon Musk is both Kendall and Logan Roy in the same person. If you watched the latest, latest season. Well, in Twitter's case, if Elon bought more than 15% stake in the company, then it would trigger the poison pill and any other shareholders would have the right to buy additional shares at a discount, which would dilute what Elon Musk, um, Elon Musk bought. All that is to say, Twitter's little poison pill, just an obstacle for Elon. Elon trying to find money. Um, all those haters who thought Elon couldn't find the money. Once again, just a little obstacle for me, Elon. This man is on a mission. The same way he wanted mankind to get to Mars, and he's about to make that happen in these next few decades. Like He wants to buy Twitter. <laughs> who is stopping the richest man in the world? Um, second topic this week, Netflix's ad-supported model announcement. When I heard this, I checked outside my window to see if pigs were flying. I called the devil to see if hell had frozen over. So how did this even start and what is going on? Netflix had their company quarterly earnings review this week where they revealed to investors they lost 200,000 subscribers in these first three months of the year in 2022 and that they expect to lose 2 million more subscribers in the next three months. Their stock price dropped 35% that day, and they went from a $300 billion valued company to $100 billion in value. So crazy. 
Why am I freaking out? Well, if you don't follow Netflix, their whole mantra, their pride and joy, their MO since day one was that they would stick solely to subscription-only plans. Reed Hastings, who's the co-founder and co-CEO of Netflix, tweeted in 2015, because you know tweets, all the receipts are in the tweets. He wrote, no advertising coming to Netflix, period. Ooh, that did not age well. Listen, adding a cheaper plan with ads could give a new path to growth. Reed Hastings didn't provide details on what Netflix ad-supported model might cost, um, how they're going to do it. Uh, Just as a reminder, currently a Netflix monthly plan for two streams is $15. Figuratively, Netflix is kind of the last company standing in this subscription model only. Um, Their biggest competitors offer cheaper ad-supported plans. Hulu, HBO Max, Peacock, Paramount Plus. And last month, Disney announced plans to have an ad-supported Disney Plus plan starting later this year. If you remember, I did a podcast episode on this. Netflix being even open-minded to ads kind of shows me that Netflix grew way too big, too fast, and lost their way along the way. They went from having all the content you want to watch from new shows like House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, to having those fan favorites you play in the background, like The Office and Friends. But now that other companies have created their own streaming services and taken back their shows they've used to license to Netflix, Netflix was just continuing to green light, green light, green light, everything under the sun. But how many times have you joked with your friends, oh, Netflix, so much content, but nothing good to watch. And I don't know about you, but after that, I'll just go straight to HBO Max, or most recently, I've been going to Apple TV+. Apple TV Plus is a streaming service I've been thinking about more and more recently as I found myself watching it. I used to make fun of one of my friends for watching the morning show and lean into Apple TV Plus, but that's a streaming service where some of my favorite shows so far this year have played, like Severance and Julia. I think Apple TV Plus has done it right. They don't have a lot of shows, but their content is luxury vibes. Definitely aspiring to be the next HBO. Personally, I don't think Netflix needs to go ad-supported. I think they should probably just lock down some of their budgets and stop greenlighting like really D-list shows and like trashy shows that no one watches. I also think they will struggle with becoming ad-supported. None of their shows are filmed in an advertiser-friendly way. Think about it. A lot of their bingeable shows don't even have natural cliffhangers or like natural pauses for commercial breaks the way a normal sitcom does. Their shows don't even follow the 21-minute sitcom length, which usually allows nine minutes for commercial break. How will Netflix figure out where to insert commercials? Uh, What will they do on past shows that they've done contracts with and now they're going to bring advertiser money? Do they need to pay out the talent fees and all of the royalties from that? I guess we'll have to see. Finally, the third big news of this week. I told you, my gosh, this was a busy week. CNN Plus announced this Thursday they were shutting down. This is the newest streaming service, just a reminder. It literally launched like three weeks ago on March 29th. The rumor was they only had 100,000 subscribers on launch day, which it ended up being like 175th of total CNN normal cable viewers. This makes it officially the shortest lived of all subscription streaming ventures, even shorter than Quibi which ran for only seven months back in 2020 during early COVID. So on paper, this is pretty sad, actually. 500 employees are getting laid off, including Andrew Morris, the CNN executive who spearheaded CNN Plus's launch. 
CNN CEO Chris liked told the staff, quote unquote, this was uniquely shitty situation. And he did say that the company would be providing a generous severance nine months. J.B. Perrette, who's currently the new CEO and president of streaming and interactive for Warner Brothers Discovery, he said that consumers want simplicity and an all-in-one service, which provides a better experience and more value than standalone offerings. This kind of alludes that CNN Plus's future may have always depended on HBO Max. And just as a reminder, HBO Max and Discovery announced that they will be merging into one streaming service as well. We may see tomorrow's version of HBO Max as HBO Max, as we currently see it today, added with all of the Discovery content library like HGTV, TLC, Magnolia Network, and now all of the CNN Plus content that was already created. Well, since it's Friday, I want to share a little bit about what I've been watching and what I will be watching this weekend. I got to catch up on the new Kardashians episode that dropped this week. I just love the editing. I'm loving Julia on HBO Max. Got to drop a review for that soon. The season finale of We Crashes this week. I am so sad. That was genuinely one of the most entertaining, um, well-done shows so far this year. I'm still on the first episode of Pachinko on Apple TV+. It's definitely like a heavy drama, so I got to be in the right mood. But some of my friends say it's currently their favorite drama on TV. So I really want to give it a proper shot. That's it for today's episode. I think I broke my rule on the five-minute business or less, but I think it was worth it. Till next time, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye.